1: by our presenting sponsor, Fatty Beer Company, Western New York's premier market and tap room with over 300 different beers to choose from, both draft and canned. Uh, Live music entertainment often, and of course they are uh, both dog and kid friendly. Seven different Western New York locations, again, and always open 1030, I'm sorry, 1130 till 1030 at night and later Seven days a week, so make sure you get over to Fatty Beer Company, and of course, our our uh, other sponsor, Buffalo Go Apparel Company. Uh, Buffalo's best spot for uh, local artist um, designs and on all of your Buffalo sports uh, shirts, hats, hoodies, everything you can think of—they um, got it. Uh, sorry, you know, my <clears throat> might be coming down with something. My voice is a little raspy. Um, hence why I'm just a little all over the place. You know, not not the fact that the Sabers just pissed down their leg for two for, for the first forty minutes of that game, and then decided to show up for the third period. Um, but uh, win or lose is my f- favorite part of watching Sabres hockey is talking to you guys and getting your reactions. So uh, without further ado, thank you again to our sponsors at Fatty Beer Company and Buffalo Gold Apparel. Uh, definitely get over there and check them out at Logo co on both Instagram and Twitter and at Fatty beer company on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Sabres lose three to two to the, uh, Winnipeg Jets. Eric Comrie, uh, returning to battle his old team in Winnipeg after a, uh, prolonged, uh, absence because of injury. Um, I had no problems with this game at all. Um, but I do have a lot of problems with the team, with the team playing in front of him. I'm getting sick and tired of seeing the soft play, not just from the defense, but the forwards too. In the defensive zone, it is getting absolutely brutal. It's happening every single game and it's costing us goals against. Um, I mean, maybe not so much. I think, you know, the, the second and third goal, the second one, Samuelson essentially gets put on a leash 30 seconds before that goal is even scored. Samuelson essentially gets put on a leash, uh, gets, I don't know if he's got caught flat footed or just the effort wasn't there. Maybe he was tired regardless, uh, loss of step on his man going wide, almost led to a scoring chance. And then, like I said, about 30 seconds later, um, it's a terrible effort to get back on his guy, uh, to stop that uh, <clears throat> second goal from going in, Tried to like a little over the top of the stick hook of the hook of the stick blade to try. And, uh, Prevent that puck from going in, but it was a terrible effort from Samuelson. He threw his hat up in the air. He knew it right away. Um, and then we're gonna get right to the third goal, the eventual game-winning goal, by Lars dollars Just an innocent flutterer from the point, just trying to put something on net. He might have even dumped it in. I don't know. There wasn't a guy within 20 feet of Owen Power, other than Hel- or the- other than Comrie. There wasn't a Winnipeg player like to be found. And Owen Power, not only was he just doing a perfect job of screening his own goaltender, I just, I don't even know if Connor even saw that shot get taken. He does a little ole, Olay. Olay. <laughs> like, I was thinking of Lou Brown from the first major league movie during spring training. Oh, come on, Dorn. Don't give me this Olay bullshit. Get in front of that. Yeah, Owen Power, don't give me this Olay bullshit. Block that shot. It wasn't going 100 miles an hour. Even if it was, you still should be trying to block it. Um, That was, what, going maybe 50 miles? Like, I don't even know. I, I'd love to know what the, the clock speed on that shot was because I don't even think it was really a shot to begin with. It was just honestly just getting into the zone. Hopefully dumping it in on that. I don't know. Hopefully something happens because there was not a Winnipeg player in front and hope that there would be a guy there for a rebound or a deflection. He was just throwing it into the zone. And Owen Power just goes, whoa. I mean, Okay. Whoa. <laughs> oh. Just goes right by him and into the back of the top corner. Comrie never even saw it. I mean you can't blame Comrie tonight. You can't team played like dog shit for 40 minutes. They played like dog shit. And then they come out in the second period or third period. And they finally decided to, you know, to turn it on a little bit. Paterka, who honestly, in my opinion, you guys can say what you want about Katie, Casey Milstead, maybe a lot of this is true, but JJ Paterka is hands down our most consistent forward night in and night out. And he's producing constantly producing. He had a couple good looks before he even scored that uh, breakaway goal tonight, a goal where he tapped in his own rebound. Um, I thought, I thought Hellebuck had it after the first shot. And then I saw, <clears throat> saw Casey with that second tap. I'm like, Oh, wait, hold on. I was ends up in the net three, two. Um, I love everything about JJ Paterka's game. I do. But what I don't love is just watching players give up on plays not give enough of an effort, not play 100% every single shift, and it leads to us losing games. At what point is your head coach going to have to sit one of these guys mid-game? I don't – I mean, sure, okay, sit them next game, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, you need to send a message. You have to send a message. I've been there. I've I've played bad games and sat two or three in a row. You know, it happens. It happens. Actually, not about two or three in a row, but like one or two for sure. But at the end of the day, like you have to send a message to that player that it doesn't matter what your contract, how much money you make on your contract, or what, where you were drafted first overall or 299th overall. Like you're expected to give 100% every single shift. And when you're a former first overall pick and you just got paid $8.35 million a year. Like, I am sorry, I am expecting you to play like you got a pair between your legs. And he doesn't, consistently doesn't. He doesn't play like he's a six foot six defenseman. He doesn't. Offensively, great. Yeah, he's very gifted. But in his own end, he hurts us almost every game. Every game. And again, he did tonight. In Boston, he did on the first goal. Regardless of what you want to say with the rebound that Levi gave up, Owen Power was shoulder to shoulder with him. He could have easily just leaned into him Tied up a stick. He chose not to. Ends up at the back of the net. <clears throat> I mean, this guy just needs to get it together and realize how big he really is. He is the biggest guy on this hockey team, one of the most talented guys on this hockey team. Like the amount of like the amount of uh, comparisons he gets to guys like Victor Hedman in this league, and he just refuses to play to his size and level. Like you see flashes of it in the offensive zone. You really do. The get the kid is gifted. But in the defensive zone, he is hurting us. Finds a way every single game. And he did it again tonight. So I mean, I'm gonna go right into the peanut gallery here and see what you guys think. 20, 21 and 28 gotta go. Uh I I can't I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that you put the C on Akposo's sweater. So you kind of put yourself in a situation where you have to play him because you can't help me you scratch your captain. And then uh, 28 Gergensen's. I mean, here's the thing. I don't hate Gergensen's. I really don't. Um, every team has a guy like Gergensen's on their team. They do. They just do. Um, that being said, I think that just Akposo and his lack of speed just really weighs down that line. Like I'm sick and tired of seeing Krebs go to waste on that fourth line. I really am. Um, and I'm sick and tired of seeing Kyle Post on the second power play unit. There's got to be a better uh, – like, anybody else, literally anybody else, why is it a Koso every single time? Like, at what point – at what point are we going to sit there and start pointing the finger at Donnie? Like, what is going on behind that bench that you – that you can't get your shit together for on this power play. The penalty kill is great, but the power play is absolutely atrocious. There's no chemistry. The, the, the puck movement isn't remotely fluid. Um, got you know, men aren't in front of the net. We don't have guys in front. You have guys sitting back door on point shots. For what reason? If you let Hella Buck see that shot, he's gonna stop it 10 times out of 10. He's one of the best goaltenders in the world. Like he is going to stop that shot 10 times out of 10. You need to get bodies in front of him. Perfect example. Again, to go on Comrie, the only guy in front of Comrie was his own, was his own defenseman and Owen Power, but he was perfectly in his line of sight. And the puck just went in the back of the net. Like it was almost like Owen Power had money on the game. Like, like he was intentionally screening Comrie and then waited to the perfect time. He's like, Oh, here you go. Like, Olay. Anyway, like, like, get bodies in front. Be willing to take a beating. Like, for all the shit that a guy like Sam Reinhart used to take in this team, that was his office, man, in front of that net, screening the goalie. We saw it. You, know, you, you see it the last time the Buffalo played Florida. Florida, he had a great game. Or, uh, you know, he just constantly parked in front of the net. Skitter, too. Skitter does. Like, but you need bodies in front on that power play. That's the way you're going to get that power play going. It's a score dirty one. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be like constant cycling of the puck and looking for that perfect shot. Just get it on net and hope for the best. Literally, that third goal is a perfect example. Get it on net and hope for the best. It just blows my mind how bad that power play is. Uh, Krebs uh, uh, Krebs and Cousins offer a little offense. Why is Benson even playing? We need new blood, offensive scoring, touch, Kulik, Savoy, Team Lacks, real talent, finesse, touch, creativity around net, bench, Krebs. Um, again, I think there's other players you got to bench before Peyton Krebs, like 21 and 28 maybe, guys who don't play with speed. But at the end of the day, like I get it. Like those are guys that are underachieving. Krebs is underachieving. Cousins is underachieving. Um You know, yeah, you do want to see a guy like Kulik. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten the call-up with Tage Thompson going out for a prolonged amount of time. I don't know. Like, I've been saying it for two weeks. Pat Kane could be the answer, especially on that power play. Go get him. Like, I've heard so many rumors. uh, Some I've shared, some I haven't. Like, I really believe that, especially with Kevin Adams flat out coming out and saying, yeah, we're in on it. Yeah, we're asking his agent to keep us informed. We want to know what's going on. I genuinely think Pat Kane will be a Buffalo Sabre, and I genuinely think he is going to help this team almost immediately. Um, it might take him take him a little bit to, to get acclimated and get back at game speed, but two or three games in, once he finds his bearings, I really do, especially on that power play. He is going to help. He is going to give you an extra threat, especially on that other side where we're normally used to maybe uh, – uh, uh, opposite of where T- Tage normally lines up, maybe we put Pat Kane on that side. I don't know. I can't remember if he's a right-handed or left-handed shot, but he's going to be on one of those two sides working the half wall. And it's just one of the best power play players of the last decade plus, right there in Patty Kane. It's going to help, in my opinion. Um, Fifteen more consecutive losses to reach eighteen because they get lost another failed season. I, I, there's no way that's ever happened again, Mauricio. No way. Um, This team is night and day. Yeah, they're they're either, they play great against good teams or they play down to the bad ones. Again, not saying Winnipeg is bad, but they got a losing record. They're right around where we are uh, for them in the West. And we played down to their level. Um, The pain. Yes, Matt, for sure. Uh, Every time, Dwayne, every time they can't defend. And it's been like that for years. It's sickening to see. Yeah, like. We all love to point the finger at goaltending. We all do. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. That's the goalie's fault. It's this, you know, send Levi to Rochester. Okay, go ahead. Send it to Rochester. That's literally going to solve nothing. The, the, goaltending is not the issue. You see it every night. This team cannot defend. You could have Connor Hellebuck in that. You could have went and spent $8 million a year and extended Connor Hellebuck. It wouldn't matter for this team. It really wouldn't. It wouldn't. Like, if you can't defend and you constantly put no matter who is in that in bad situations, you're going to lose a lot of hockey games. And they consistently do that every single fucking game. It is driving me up a fucking wall. Um, hockey can be a cruel game. Buffalo outshoots Montreal heavily. Sabres lose the game. Yeah, early in the season, absolutely. Philadelphia shoots Buffalo by a ton. Sabres win the game. Buffalo dominating the third, lost against Winnipeg's an evil sport. Hockey is an evil sport at times. It is. It really can be. Hockey is a game of controlled chaos played on a 200-foot sheet of ice. And <clears throat> I, I will say this. Every single night, games are won and lost below the face off dots on each end of the ice. And we constantly lose battles on both sides. It's, it's a fact. If you're watching closely enough, we don't win those battles. And that's why we constantly lose. It, it's not about talent. There is talent on this hockey team. There really is, but when you constantly lose those battles below the faceoff dots in front of their goalie, in front of your own, you're gonna lose a lot of hockey games. And it it, it, it shows, man. In, in that Boston game, it showed. Like if omar gave up a rebound, you were on your ass. A Sabres player was on their ass, or they were muscled out of the out of the way of the net, uh, like out of out of a position where they could have a second opportunity. It's not like that here. It's not, you don't have guys, you know, playing physical. You don't have guys, um, battling in front of the nuts. Like it just drives, it drives me up a wall. It really does. And it's so simple. It's so simple. It's just having the willingness to just go and fucking do it. And they don't power is soft. Power is scared to checks. What power is soft is scared to check for Yeah, to check for. Yeah. Again, it's true. It's true. Like he doesn't play like he's six foot six. He's playing like he's the size of Nathan Gerby, but Nathan Gerby plays t- tougher than Owen Power. It's embarrassing. All of them. The only guy that goes out there and plays physical is Daleen and then sometimes Connor Clifton because that's his game. That's part of the reason why he's in the league. He's willing to play with a little bit of an edge. We just don't. We guys we don't have guys to do this team. Needs jam. They need grit. I know people, especially in the analysts, they hate those buzzwords. Buzz or uh jam and grit, but they don't have any. You know what this team could kill for a player like Keegan Kolosar? Like what they would do, like a Nick DeLaurier. Like it would help. It really would. Just, I don't know, man. Like somebody's just got somebody's just got to step up and do something. Like I thought maybe it'd be Cousins this year. Cousins plays with an edge. Gets to the get to. Get, I mean, I know he's playing with a fishbowl on. He might be playing a little timid, but like get to the front of the net, man. Get to the front of the net and take a beating and score a goal. Somebody start doing it. And just set an example. Set a precedent that if we're not going to be able to score with finesse, this is the way we are going to score. And this is the way we're going to win games. If we can't win games the way we did last year, this is the way we're going to win games. That's the way you do it. Right now on this team, that's the way you do it. Granado should be fired. Doesn't hold players accountable. I wouldn't say Granado should be fired, but he needs old players accountable. He does. And he does it. Like, I would kill. It doesn't have to be Granado. I, I would love for it to be Kevin Adams. That scene from Moneyball with Billy Bean. Like, where he comes down the locker room and smashes the boom box with a baseball bat. And he goes, you know what losing sounds like? That's what losing sounds like. Just send a message. Make these guys start to fear for their place in the lineup. So you got to start doing. And sitting a guy like Owen Power sends that message. It does. I just, I, just, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Like, you can't just allow players to make these types of mistakes and not be held accountable for it. Like I feel like the league and just the sport itself has just gotten so soft that you just can't like yell at even yell at a player anymore. It drives me nuts. Like, do, do players even get back skated anymore? I don't know. Um, back for. Back check, forecheck, paycheck, Granato not teaching basic fundamentals. Defend, defend, block, block, lift sticks, knock players on the ice, be aware, stop puck watching. Mauricio, you're a preacher to the choir, buddy. You really are. You really are, bud. Absolutely. This team has, like, it's almost like they're getting paid to puck watch. That's how well they do it. And just not being fit. Like, – we're just going to sound like a broken record again over and over and over again. Um, just no physical presence in front of either not. You're not going to win hockey games. It's pretty pretty simple. Um, Granado will not hold players accountable. Not in his DNA from Robert Seagrave. Yeah, I I agree. Like you you need to start holding these guys accountable, and it's try it drives me up a wall. It just like I don't know. Like if I if I was Don Granado <clears throat> after that third goal, Power is literally riding the bench the entire third period the entire third period. Like you need to send him a message that if he doesn't shape up, like not, it won't be a period next time. It'll be an entire game. That's where you start. You start sitting, you send guys to the bench I had Jim and Jim, the Jonathan Huberto. And uh, I don't want, I want to say it was Huberto in Calgary. Had him at the end of the bench, sitting there guy, guy was part of the Matthew Kachuk trade sitting at the end of the bench because he's not playing to his, to his potential and capabilities. Mid game. That's where you start it. It's not just sitting a guy uh for an entire game the next game. Sit him in the moment. Sit him in the moment. Get him pissed off. It's like have it be on TV. Fol- cameras is focused. And like, well, Owen Power there at the end of the bench. Not playing. Uh P- Buffalo running five defensemen. Like, that's how you send a message. I don't know, man. I, I just I don't know it's 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 really frustrating. It was nice to see Alex Tuck score in his uh, uh first game and th- uh first time in uh since uh, missing three games. Um and then you got JJ Paterka still looks fantastic. I just I think he's one of our best forwards. I, I don't know offensively what this team is gonna have to do. Um you can't play great teams every night because they seem to show up against the good teams with the exception of the Boston game. Um but you need to start showing up against the teams that you should be beating, like Winnipeg, like Montreal, like Philadelphia, like, you know, take your pick of teams that they've beat, that they've lost to below in the standings. Uh, from Garagalant, we need a Dorsey-like move. Um, yeah, I've, I've literally said it I don't know how many times. Like, he needs to clean up that bench. Like, how how bad does this power play have to continue to be for you to finally make a change there? How bad does the power play have to continue to be to you to make a change there? Like Scott Arneal, the 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 uh, acting coach for, for uh, Winnipeg right now. He used to be a special teams coach for Buffalo. He used to run the power play. And Buffalo had a top five power play under, under, under Arneal. You need a guy who can almost specialize in that specifically. Like, and again, I, I talked about last time. You need a full-time defensive coach on the bench. Dan Girardi, no more of this part-time bullshit, man. You need to be on the bench. Like, like, you have two guys, young defensemen and Rasmus Dalin and Owen Power, who in the moment might need coaching. Might need coaching. Might need to get in his ear and, you know, offer some words of wisdom from your how many years in the league. I'm just over it, man. And you need a better coaching staff around Granado. Like, I don't know. Is that Donnie's decision? Is it Kevin Adams' decision? Like, get some more like some guys that are a little bit longer in the tooth that know what it takes to get to the playoffs in this league because I don't know how many of those other coaches outside of Matt Ellis has played professionally, but there might be like zero playoff NHL playoff games amongst any of them. I don't know. It's terrible. I want to say Christie is the uh, power play coach. I, I don't know if it's Matt Ellis. It could be, I don't know, but still like whoever's running the power play, They need to go. They need to go. I I, I don't know what more you need to see. The power play is non-existent, man. It is atrocious. And with the talent you have on this team, it needs to be better. It just needs to be better. Fire G-Man and then coach. And then the three dwarf dummies offer no, (laughs) no coaching, no motivation. I see other teams' assistant coaches engaging, educating. I mean, I don't condone no use that word. I said it like, but anyways, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know what to do about that. That that, that coaching staff, like, I don't think. I think Don Gral is far and away from a hot seat right now, but like. You really need to start taking a long, hard look at your bench and what you need to improve there. You let Mike Pekka walk out the door and go to New York, and he's going to thrive there. Um, For whatever reason, you're just okay with Dan Girardi being uh, a part-time assistant defensive coach, showing up the practices. I don't know if he's even at games. Um, He should be on the bench right now because that's how bad this team is defensively. I don't know. Um the Sabres, I believe, uh, I and mean, who knows what'll be in that next. Me, I'm gonna double check right now. See who they have next. I believe it is let's see here. They have they have the Blackhawks on Sunday. A lot of speculation about Sunday. November 19th in Chicago. This it is the November 19th does happen to be Patrick Kane's birthday. Uh that Sabres are number one on most analysts' lists as the team that is going to land Patrick Kane. Um wouldn't it be something if they did it in Chicago? Announce it in Chicago, do the press conference there, and then fly him back to Buffalo as he start getting them ready. Um I could see it. I can absolutely see it. So I hope that's what happens because this team needs a spark. Because if they don't figure it out, you're going to see a half-empty arena at Key Bank Center on a lot of nights, even go to night, especially without with no Tage Thompson, a guy who sells a ton of jerseys. There's a lot of fans that go to games because of Tage Thompson and him not being there for at least a month. You're going to look at a lot of empty seats in that arena. So you're going to have to find a way to sell seats. And who else better to sell seats than Showtime himself Patrick Kane, all of South Buffalo will be there for at least a month. They might not even leave their seats. They might just just stay. They might just not even leave the arena. Just park their asses and stay there. Um. I mean, is that is that? I'm not saying it's a solution, but it's it's a start. So uh, Sunday, November nineteenth, against the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I believe it is a 425 kickoff for the bills on Sunday. So we're back to back doubleheader, essentially the bills against the jets and then the Sabres against the Blackhawks at 7. PM. Hopefully we have some good news uh, before Sunday because could really use some good news as a Sabres fan um, for sure. Uh, We'll take a look at the box score uh, for tonight. Um, again, as I, I announced, J.J. Paterka and um, Alex Tuck, the Lone Sabres goal scorers, assists going to Zach Benson, Rasmus Dahlin, uh the only two assists. Eric Comrie, 15 saves on 18 shots against. Um, and, again, it's not that the Jets put a ton of pressure on you and, you know, put a lot of pucks on them, but, like, just the absolute brain farts in the defensive zone that led to goals tonight, they just can't happen. And then the Jets tonight, you had – 20, uh, two goals on 28 shots against on Hellebuck. Um, well, I think it improves to like eight and three. I think I saw, um, in terms of goals against and save percentage, he had like Levi ish numbers right now, but he has a winning record. So, um, with that being said, I just want to remind everybody this is brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, uh, Western New York's premier market and tap room with over 300 different beers to choose from. Open seven days a week, eleven thirty a.m. till ten thirty and later. Uh, also, kid and dog friendly. Make sure you get you go over there, check them out. Tell them the boys from Two Goalies when Mike sent you. They will take care of you, whoever it is uh, behind the pine that particular night. Uh, and of course, Buffalo Go Apparel Company, Buffalo's best spot for all of your local designs. For that comes to the Bills, the Sabers, the Bison's, the Banets. They got it all. Stefan Diggs 316 shirt is is a favorite on that website. Uh, The the Sabres uh, NH uh, Buffalo Hockey uh, Shield Hat, one of my favorites. Go check it out. Um, At Buffalo Logo Co. on both Twitter and Instagram, as well as Fatty Beer Company, at Fatty Beer, on Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you go check them both out. I mean, I don't have much more to say, guys. Uh, I've been going for almost 30 minutes here um kind of lost my voice i honestly i don't really feel like yelling anymore i I mean it's like a broken record every after every loss it's the same things you're not physical in front of your own net you're not physical in front of their net you're puck watching you're just not playing with any jam no grit uh the power play is atrocious i'm getting tired of talking about it um but with that being said uh we'll catch you on sunday i'll hang up and listen to folks Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's my favorite part of that game is talking to you guys after. So we'll talk to you soon.